Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. There's another Anthony Weiner song. No disrespect to Burton Cummings. I, I just huge Burton Cummings fan. It's just that uh, if I never hear about Anthony Weiner again, it's going to be too soon. Speaking with John Zogby, uh, pollster in the United States National Pollster, and uh, ZogbyAnalytics.com. John just sent me um, a story, a column that he wrote. I'll just read a couple of lines from it, and then we'll say hello to the beauties, to Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. And here's what John writes. FBI Director James Comey's decision to notify congressional leaders of the reopening of the Hillary Clinton email investigation is a huge story and could prove to be the October surprise folks have been wondering about. Of course, it might turn out to be something that fizzles out, or it could be overshadowed by another Donald Trump outrage. But for now, the substance and the timing could not possibly be worse for the person who's been deemed the inevitable next president. This story is a very big deal for several reasons. First, it changes the conversation with a little over a week to go. It'll be very difficult for Clinton to get back on track unless Trump dominates with news of his own. But this issue will not be over and threatens to derail her candidacy. A full investigation of the matter cannot possibly be completed in a short period of time, so this will just hang out there as a dark cloud allowing people, especially undecided voters who've been wavering, to be reminded of why they've been having a rough time coming to grips with voting for Clinton in the first place. And if you go to ZogbyAnalytics.com, you'll find that and the rest of the uh, of the article by John Zogby. That's Z-O-G-B-Y. Or as they say where Michelle Simpson is, Z-O-G-B-Y. <laughs> Hi, Roy. Hi, Michelle. Do you get that squared away when you were in California, you know, living with the snobs? Do you um, do you, do you blow it by saying that? No, but uh, they, you know, where I am, we really don't have snobs. No, I wouldn't think there's so. A, there's a lot of fear here. Fear of clowns? Well, no. Is fear right now? Well, yeah, there is. Uh, His uh, name is Trump. The Republican candidate. And uh, I I was really amazed at how much fear is is out there. Well, you see how I so cleverly weave one subject into the other? Yes. I'm getting getting good at this after all these years. (laughs) Sort of. So there's Michelle Simpson. Former seatmate to our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and uh, who's off to uh, Europe to sign the free trade agreement with uh, the European Union. And uh, we'll be covering that story tomorrow. Also, of course, Catherine Swift, the most powerful woman in Canada. And, and I, say that with all, I say that with all respect because that was, that was meant as a respectful statement. 
And Catherine, you have done so much. You know, we talk about people, uh, about women doing things to create um, uh, a, a very positive presence f- for women in society. I don't think anybody in this country has done more than you. Oh, come on. Right? No, seriously. I mean, that's very kind oh, of you. I don't think anybody has. Oh, come on. There's lots of women that have, and uh, I guess that's what irks me when I see anybody saying that women need quotas and all that. No, we don't. We don't need quotas. <laughs> We're perfectly capable, and I find quotas highly patronizing. So Don't shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have. You've done so much, and you've got people. You make people think. You make people think. And yeah, so does... They want to punch me in the face. <laughs> That's that was scary, you know, the fact that you said that people actually came to your house oh, or to I've your office some, and threatened I've you. I've had many threats over the years, yes. Then there's Linda Leatherdale, who escaped with me in a police cruiser. Speaking <laughs> of threats. While we were being pursued by some unhappy um, fans of... Was it Bob Ray? It was Bob Ray. Bob Ray's fans. Oh, my goodness. And that was labor movement. I really thought they had cement shoes made for me, and I ended up in Lake Ontario. I know, Roy. <laughs> but it we was... were fighting the fight for the little guy, always, Roy, and that's what uh, I admire about you. So speaking about powerful people, you're one of them, Roy, no, too. Absolutely. And let's face it, most of us ultimately are little guys. And I say guys very deliberately, by the way. Yeah. Now you'll, now you'll get the emails. <laughs> You'll fine. get the email. Let her rip. Let her rip. Anyway, yeah. beauties, great to have you back with us. It's a beautiful, beautiful Saturday, and it's beauties on the beast. So let's get at, uh, before we talk about Trudeau, and I want to talk about uh, one year, and we have to do this because we keep postponing it. It'll be two years by the time we get to it. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what happened yesterday in the United States with the FBI director saying that he's going to resume the investigation into the um Hillary Clinton server, and uh, my sense is that uh, James Comey is a straightforward guy. He's a cop's cop, and he's doing what he believes he must do. And I've been in touch with uh, I've been in touch with a couple of former FBI officers, uh, agents, who have essentially made that position, made that statement that he is his own man, and he'll do things the way he deems necessary. Michelle, what's the um, what's the sense where you are in California? What are people saying about yesterday? Uh, quite frankly, they're not saying very much, the average person. And I've talked to a number of them. Uh, it, it, they really and truly um, dislike Clinton on both sides, like Republicans and a lot of Democrats dislike her, don't trust her. Uh, but actually, that dates back to Whitewater, to her husband's tenure in the, the White House. Uh, there isn't as much noise about the emails. It all seems to be history. And there are a lot of Republicans that said to me they really wanted to vote Trump. But at this juncture, they just can't do it. They're going to vote Hillary. So yesterday doesn't change anything for them? No. You know, um, things that, you know, I think that's inside the bubble that um, right now that hasn't really percolated. It it may, but at this point it, it really would appear to be too soon. 
John Zogby had the, uh, I got the feeling listening to him when I talked to him last hour, that he will not be surprised at all if Donald Trump is uh, making the call to Barack Obama, as I've sort of semi-jokingly said, on the night of November the 8th, saying, give me the keys. What do you, uh, Linda, what about you? Yesterday, this, I don't know where you were when the when the news hit, when you first became aware. What was your immediate gut reaction? You work with Americans. What was your gut reaction to... Oh, uh, first of all, I have to say, I feel so sorry for my American cousins, but I don't want to feel sorry for them. They are strong, but this is turned into a soap opera extraordinaire. I, 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 I laughed. And I, I laughed and I cried. I mean, here we've got Hillary and Obama's wife out campaigning, saying they're campaigning on women's issues, and then this email thing comes up again, and of course part of it is this Anthony Weiner, what a Weiner, uh, you know, and te- sexting a 15-year-old. I mean, and then Trump's attacking Hillary on Bill's history. Trump comes out and gets accused on his own from a Stupid comments about women, and it's just I don't, their heads must be spinning. But here you have yesterday. This I mean, this right. came out of Catherine. This came out of nowhere. At least as far as those of us who are news consumers are concerned, all of a sudden we have this announcement that the FBI director is revisiting reopening the server file. Yeah, I, I saw it first on Twitter because I'm a Twitter fiend, as you know, so I pay attention to it excessively. But and then I immediately turned on CNN because I thought, okay, let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Twitter, as you know, can be a little less than factual some of the time. Um, and, and CNN uh, is sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't say that, Roy. They're always hundred percent. But but then I turned it on. And I thought, good lord. Uh, but I must say, without you know further ado, we, we never have enough time to to really you know talk about these issues in depth, but what struck me in the final analysis was if at this point we're, we're just over a week away from this stinking election, which is a stinking election, as both Michelle and Linda have noted, uh, and if the FBI director at this juncture is saying this needs to be looked into, wow. there's got to be something smelling very bad. It's yeah. really serious. Why, you know, this is such a, a tumultuous time and sensitive time. There's got to be some, you know, there's not just smoke. There's got to be some fire. Or Let me read you that. something. Let me read you something that I received from a former FBI agent uh, email he sent to me today. And uh, he wrote, I'm not sure what to make of the FBI announcement re-Hillary. I think we're all still trying to figure Jim Comey out. He's his own breed of cat, seems and will make what he thinks is the right call, no matter whose feathers he ruffles. Quote, end quote. But he's got to know to be ruffling those feathers now is a big ruffle. <laughs> it is a big ruffle. Well, it's, it's not unlike what the RCMP did to Paul Martin uh, in it, the 2006 election, where there was stuff released at the very last minute. I, I can't help but think that somehow, in some, on some level, there isn't political motivation and an agenda. I, I really can't. And th- you know, Martin Michelle, I would I would tend to agree, except with an organization with the history of, and the checks and balances that the FBI has in place. I don't know how you could get away with it as the director. I don't know how you could. Also, what, well, let's what not forget about J. Edgar Hoover, and you know. 
there's a lot of suspicion, you know, the same way we, you know, uh, of the FBI down in, this, you know, the, our American cousins are as suspicious of them as some of us are of the RCMP. Yeah, I'm just talking about the one individual. Yeah. If, if you yeah. have the, the well, I don't think the director of the FBI has enough cover to be able to pull something like this off uh, if if he were to have an agenda, just just to, well, just my gut. You know, sense. I I tend to I, I tend to disagree a bit on that, but that was the first thought I had. I thought, why now? Yeah, and why? yet and yet he was roundly criticized for yeah. absolving yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yes, not yeah. you know a few months ago on on this private server, this private email server, and all that. I think the risks to him, and again, time will tell. But the risk to him of doing this at such a crucial juncture in this in this political process of of it, it, and it will if if he's doing something politically motivated it will come out and he his he will be toast he would be toast he and if he toast. and if he has information and he were not to share it with people regardless of the timing he would be toast exactly. as well he would be toast one way or the other yeah. so I, I don't think he can be politically motivated I mean that's my call okay I have to take a break. Then we'll come back. Do you guys want to have a go at one year of uh, Justin? We might as well. We might as well. We keep putting it off. We can't put it off any longer. Because he's going to, well, he's on his way to Europe. I don't know who he's taking with him on the Challenger. But we'll find that out eventually. But I Uh, I like that trade agreement, so that's a good thing. You do, huh? Yep. Well, so we'll move on to something else then. No, no. Okay. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back with the beauties and a year of Trudeau as Prime Minister of Canada. Stay with us. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I am the other part of that equation, Catherine Swift, Linda Levendale, Michelle Simpson. And it's just over a year since Canada is back. Those words were spoken by our Prime Minister, who is back where he spoke them, in Europe, to sign the CETA Accord, the Free Trade Agreement with Europe. So we have about five minutes to assess a full year plus of... um, Governance federally by the liberals, back in their natural governing position. So uh, we're going to we're going to end this segment with uh, with Michelle. So let's start with Catherine. Well, when I think of the, the promises they've broken, frankly, a lot of them don't bother me because I think they were sensible things in the first place. For example, they made a big deal about the Harper government being so awful on the environment, and yet they've kept precisely the same goals. Mind you, after they flew a bazillion people to Paris at, at great cost to the environment, um, you know, they, we, we had way more delegates than countries like the U.S., which is utterly ridiculous. But anyway, but frankly, that, that wasn't a bad promise to break, because those were sensible targets. Um, recently, the provinces have found out that the Trudeau government plans to do nothing different than the Harper government did in terms of scaling back. People have represented it as a, as a decline in funding, which is wrong. It's a reduction in the rate of growth of funding, but funding still increases. That was sensible. But the stuff that, I guess, bothers me about the promises they broke 
are around things like big spending, big deficits, big debts. They like to talk about being supportive of young people, and yet that is the very constituency they are betraying profoundly when they run us into massive debt, um, you know, put on CPP reform, which is basically helping public sector unions to the expense of everybody else in Canada, and so on and so forth. So they've kept, they've, they've kept the wrong promises, and frankly, they haven't kept that many. Um, and that just recently also, the, the, that UN declaration on the rights of aboriginals, they said they would adhere to that. And of course, then they said, oh, it's unworkable. Well, that's actually what the Harper government said. And it was unworkable because it would legally constrain governments to an extent that was utterly ridiculous. So, you know, again, a lot of good, a lot of good flash and PR, not much delivery in terms of substance. Two minutes, one minute each for Linda and Michelle. Ms. Leatherdale. Well, I would just say 200,000 promises. Catherine's absolutely right. But you know what? They are facing now the people, Canadian Labour Congress, the youth, they heckled him, etc. Um, there's so many groups now that are saying he has backed off and he's not kept his promises. But I think key here is the economy. And he talks about spending, 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 which Catherine's right is going to hurt the young people. But, you know, that spending, a 1.5 GDP growth is terrible, and we've got oil in the slump, Brexit, Donald Trump, Lord knows what else is going to hurt our economy. And if he turns up the taps, he's never going to get it back to 3% in the 1990s. And I think that's a key issue here. And carbon tax, wrong way to go. Wrong way to go, Justin Trudeau. I think the bloom is off the rose, and next year is going to be a very trying time. Interesting. When I spoke with uh, Premier Brad Wallace of Saskatchewan last Sunday, he said he'd had a conversation with the Prime Minister the day after he made the carbon tax commitment in Parliament, and he said to the Prime Minister, Michelle, have you done any kind of economic impact study? The answer was no. I'm not surprised. There is a lot of sizzle not a lot of stake, as Catherine and Linda have alluded to. A lot of kicking the can down the road. Uh, but, you know, they're going to hit the brick wall, and they're going to have to deliver, uh, you know, no more consultation. They've consulted beyond belief, or that's what they say, and they're going to have to start making hard decisions. And Kevin O'Leary Kevin O'Leary's going to help them, right? Kevin O'Leary will help them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, heaven help. Oh, no, please. But no, we haven't even talked electoral reform, which is already starting to go off the rails. It is. And the, yeah. and, and the consultation they're often doing is, I'm sorry, phony consultation. They have exactly. the appearance of these consultation meetings, but no substance. What a surprise. What a yeah, surprise. I know. Quel surprise. Plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. Définitivement. Merci. Tout le monde. Bonne journée. We'll talk to you next, uh, next, next, next Saturday. Remember, Michelle, it's ZZ Top. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, Zed Top. ZZ Top. Come on. <laughs> talk to you next weekend. Look forward to it. We'll come back and wrap up after this.